0: Welcome to the Busy Executives Podcast. We know firsthand how important your time is. That's why every Power packed episode promises to help elevate your leadership in 10 minutes or less. Each week, I offer practical coaching, development tools, and conversations with world changers to help you boost your engagement so you can optimize your front line and bottom line. Let's go. So for this first part with strategic planning, what I want us to do is maybe suspend for a moment any plans that you currently have. Now, I know for most organizations and for most leaders, there's always gonna be some planning that happens, typically either at the beginning of the year or maybe in alignment with your fiscal year. And so what I wanna do is spend a little bit of time talking about the three pillars that I feel like are so important to focus on for any business. And those three are culture, service, and sales in that order. So many times with strategic planning, again, we can focus on some of those numbers pieces. So what I want us to do is when we're brainstorming and going a little bit deeper, how do we focus on culture, service, and sales? And the reason I do that is because I know confidently that when you have the right culture in place and the right service in place, then the sales can come not only a lot more organically, but they can also be a lot more exponentially larger than if we were just to say, hey, let's focus on this growth metric, right? Let's try to increase our units from this to this. It's typically what I find within a lot of organizations is focusing too much on the fruit and not necessarily the root of of how to do that. So let's, let's get a little bit deeper here. How do you do that and dig a little bit deeper in the strategic planning piece? And for me, I love to go through and use a whiteboard. I love to use, you know, maybe just a piece of paper and there's no bad ideas. There's no, nothing that isn't uh, something that we can kind of touch on and dive into when it comes to strategic planning in that brainstorming session. So I'm going to, encourage you, and we'll do this a bit through the exercise coming up, what are some of the areas that are the most important to focus on uh, over the next 90 days? And then forecasting ahead into that annual vision. Now, what I find a lot of times is with strategic plans, they're built out for the year, but there's not a whole lot of great benchmarks to show, hey, are we staying on track? Where, where are we at quarterly? How Where are we at monthly to make sure that we're not scrambling at the end to achieve this goal? And so what I want us to do is drill down, number one of those three areas, like I mentioned, culture, service, and sales, but also to just start brainstorming some of the really great ways that you already know, help your team stay on track. So for instance, that might be, gosh, I know that if everybody does an email check-in to you as a leader personally, that that makes a huge difference in staying on track with any sort of assignments. Hey, I know that if we are touching on this every single week or every single month in our meetings and our leadership meetings, then that's going to help us have a big difference. And making sure that that's built into whatever plan you have for that yearly outlook. Also for the 90-day piece. Because again, if we can drill down these uh, behaviors and habits down to a very small level, down from yearly, down to quarterly, down to monthly, and, and down to even daily, then we have a much higher likelihood of not only achieving success, but to go past anything that we thought was even possible. So let's talk about culture for a moment. So how do you set a culture goal? Right, This feels kind of warm and fuzzy or just kind of nebulous. And I really recommend, having surveys and benchmarks to make sure that your team stays on track. Part of this program actually includes that, where there's going to be ongoing pulse surveys. You can do a full-blown culture survey as well to really help your team and you see where you're at. And, And once you have those benchmarks in place, you can actually have a lot more impact over time. So that's one way you can do it. Another way to really impact culture is to get the gauge of where everybody's currently at and what they would like to see moving forward for, how the team functions a lot of times that's specifically trainings or it could be investment that they're hoping for either as a team or individually and so there's specific ways to make this tangible and my goal with this is also to challenge you a bit to say how can i do this on a, a daily level so for instance it might be something around people feeling like their potential is being maximized or maybe you're really wanting to press into their engagement how engaged are they today you can build in those types of questions and check-ins um with your team every day, but you have to have a system, some way to track it to know, hey, are we are we moving upwards? Are we going down? Where are we at for this last month? And once you get down to that level, you can really make a huge impact culturally with the strategic plans that you're setting in place. So that's number one. Number two, on the service side, how do you really impact service? Well, a lot of the organizations I work with do surveys. Uh, they'll do NPS surveys. They'll do net promoter score surveys. there's lots of different types of survey formats out there, the biggest goal is that they're getting feedback from the end user. They're getting feedback from the people who are impacted the most. And so my challenge is, as you go through this, how can you really refine what service looks like, not only externally, internally? Can you survey on a frequent basis uh, those who are serving internally within your organization? Maybe they don't directly impact the customer, but how are they providing service to those within your organization? That's a great question. So as you can see from this top-down perspective, and we're focusing on what I like to call that three-legged stool of culture, service, and sales, we can really amplify whatever you have going currently for your strategic plan or maybe just revamp it and say, gosh, in order for us to hit some of these metrics, we know that we need to have a rock-solid culture. We know we need to have a really great level of service and move towards world-class. And then finally, that leads into the sales piece. So this is really universal, even if you have a team of one or you have a team of 10 or 100 or 1,000 as you keep scaling, these three principles are always in place. So once you have the right culture and the right sales, so once you have the right culture and the right service, then the sales can become a very powerful focus. And What I recommend to a lot of my clients is making sure that you have a goal in that 90-day timeframe and in that yearly timeframe that really touches on at least one of those three. Over that 90-day timeframe that has one goal for each, so having at least one goal for culture, at least one goal for service, and at least one goal for sales. And Then, of course, you can have others in there, but I've found with organizations and even individuals, having more than three goals that you're really intensely focused on would be a pretty big challenge. And so that's where I kind of want to leave us at is allowing you to work through that brainstorming piece. And again, maybe you've already gone through some of these exercises or you're revisiting it again for this new year. I would encourage you to go through this process of number one, brainstorming as many of the things that you're wanting to accomplish and and having no limits and doing that as a team and then drilling down into how do they filter? into one of these three buckets and then what's the most important things that we know we need to focus on we can't choose everything uh, there's only a certain amount of resources how can we really dig in deep and then tying in specific metrics and specific checkpoints yearly quarterly monthly and even daily if we can if we can pull it off and it makes sense so that's a bit of the process there and then there's a worksheet that i have provided as well and i want to encourage you to go through that to me this this six piece framework on how how to actually implement some of this, these strategic plans is so helpful. And it's actually something that I've used personally within my own consulting practice. It's something that I've led my clients into and help them through their businesses. And so it's a six-part framework. And I just want to touch on it and you'll have an opportunity to go through it and fill it out for yourself or for your teams. If you're leading leaders, I would recommend spending time with them going through it too. But the six-part framework is this. And again, it is very sequential in how it works. No matter what intention you set, for your strategic planning, it needs to have an element of faith. Now, sometimes people can get hung up on that word faith and they can, you know, focus on being really religious. And I, I don't want to get religious, but I, I do want to get a little bit spiritual on you is that we all believe in something, right? And for me, it's a belief in God. There's others who believe in, in different things, but your faith drives your actions in this life. And your faith in accomplishing a goal is really powerful. So how can we build up our faith in our business? How can we build up our faith in what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish? If we already are kind of like, oh, we'll see if it happens, I'm not quite sure, um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of hope around the situation. I'm just going to be honest, your chances of number one, actually accomplishing what you want to accomplish for your team pretty low. And even if you do accomplish it, it'll kind of feel like, wow, I, I, I guess we made, I guess we pulled that off. I guess, I guess that happened. And there's a whole different place to be able to grow in your faith and confidence. Number one in the goal and in each other also that bigger picture and that vision for what you're trying to do, grow. And and a lot of times it's through the prism of culture, but it's such a powerful ingredient and it really does drive all the rest. So faith is the very first one. Now, I don't want to force generosity. That feels really weird. And and even kind of sometimes putting structure around generosity can seem a little bit corporate. And my challenge to you is to make generosity with your time. It might be with your company's resources. It might be with anything. How can we be generous with what we're doing? It might be with the actual product itself. I know of many businesses who have decided to either get something or have decided to lead with this generosity first mindset. And it opens the door for people to trust you. It opens the door for them to say, man, this company is not just out to take something from me and take my money from me. They really do want the best for me. And so I want to challenge you as you go through this 90 day exercise to think about how can we as leaders be generous with our own time, even more so? How can we be generous in some of these strategic planning areas? How can we grow in generosity with our customers? And as you do that, it always, always, with a, when it's done with the right heart, always builds loyalty always builds a little bit more trust than what you started at before. And it can build over time as well. So that's the second one. That's all the time we have for this episode. To keep listening, continue on to the next part.